reach out Think your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the of my skin Alright, it's recording now So, Sinead, welcome back Thanks, Jules I feel like we were only talking to you when you were coming down off the Olympics and now we're talking to you a couple of days before a marathon. I know. Like, it wasn't that long ago I was talking to the guys in quarantine. Yeah. Probably six weeks ago, maybe. I know. Yeah. And you were just, like, <laughs> running on a shitty treadmill trying to get some yeah. Ks in. In case I came to London. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't really decided for sure. Like, mm. I hadn't fully committed at that point. I, actually, at that point, I kind of thought I wouldn't go. Um, but it turns out I'm here. Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> how did you, because obviously, like, you were away for such a long time, and then you had to deal with that quarantine, which sounds dreadful. Um, yeah. How did you break the news to Cole and the boys that you were heading off again? Oh, yeah, that was hard. Well, Cole, Cole was in the loop, like, from the very start. So Nick had mentioned London to me before the Olympics. Okay. And I kind of thought, oh, no, definitely not. But I spoke to Colin about it, and he was kind of up for it if I was up for it. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think he realised how hard it would be for me being away that long. Um, but then, yeah, he kind of, he didn't, he was okay with me going if I wanted to do it. Um, so then I didn't really decide on to do it until a few weeks after quarantine because, like, my body was really sore for quite a while and I felt really unfit, you know, for... Even though I was like super fit at the Olympics, like three weeks later, I felt so unfit again. I was like, yeah. how does this happen? <laughs> but then it, I think fitness yeah. came back a bit quicker. Um, and so then like a week before I was supposed to leave, um, I kind of was like, yeah, no, I'll definitely do it. Wow. Okay. Like, even so, though. Yeah. You yeah, must I have had a good had, session. Um, sessions were just getting better each week. I was having like bigger jumps than I normally would in a, you know, when you're trying to get fit after being unfit for so long or whatever. Yeah. But this time, because the fitness was there, I think it came back a little bit quicker. Yeah. Which I was hoping. Would. Last time the, the boys spoke to you, you were, you were kind of wondering how it was going to go down, the training and the, the bridging from, from the Olympics, like the recovery process with. Yeah. The, like a rebuild plus some workouts and then a taper all in six weeks. It's how did it happen? Can you can you take us through that? Yeah. So in um, quarantine, I had that shitty little treadmill, so it didn't go that fast, but it was actually perfect because um, it meant that I could just run like easy for um, like ten days or whatever. Mm. Um, so that's all I did in there, and then I got out of quarantine thinking um that I'd fully recovered and stuff went for a run around Albert Park and like went way too fast because I felt really good and then the next day I could barely walk because oh. like the impact on land makes so much 
Yeah. Uh, like it's so significant. I never really realized that because I thought I'll be fine because I've run, been running on a treadmill. But um, so I was quite sore for a while, but I still on the f- Saturday, I started off with like, I think it was eight by three hundreds um, just at the track. Um, and that was that was OK, actually. And then um, I think that on the Tuesday, then I did 10 by 500 at the tan and then I just kind of like Nick would give me sessions like that just to build up um over the next few weeks and uh it was it was crazy how unfit I felt at the start but then yeah got much better as I went on so I don't Mm. like so for this build up it's been really different obviously (laughs) and I haven't done a taper this time right okay yeah so I just haven't had time Wow. So that's yeah. So you that'll be a good experiment for you. Yeah, it will. Like it could be, it could go horribly wrong. But I'm kind of hoping that, like, I, I, saying I haven't done a taper. Like I had a workout yesterday, but it was only six by a k. Um, and then I'll just run easy for the until the race. So that's kind of a mini taper. Yeah. But not the two week yeah. kind of thing that we normally would do. Um. So- yeah, so this is a real unknown, and like I know I'm feeling pretty fit again, but I don't know if I'm marathon fit. Like I know I can, like I did the 10k at Manchester last weekend, and that was all right. And I could probably, I'd be confident enough doing a half marathon, but I'm quite nervous about the full what, <laughs> marathon. What was your longest long run between the two races? Um, so on my long runs were just were two hours, but I did some long sessions. So, okay. um, say for example, <clears throat> on the the third week back build up, I had instead of say eight by a k at the tan. Um, oh no, sorry, actually, hang on. So I'd have like an I'd run for an hour and then do three laps of the tan progressive. Yeah. So it was like quite a, a long session. And then another session I had was run for 90 minutes. This is on the following Tuesday and then six by a K. Yep. So okay. I'd kind of, yeah. Try you and get a long run with a workout. Yeah. 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 So there was quite a bit of that. Um, and then my marathon sessions, like I didn't get up to the four by five K that I would normally do or five by four K. Um, I just did up to seven by two K. Oh, yeah. But then my Tuesday sessions were much meatier than they normally would be. Okay. So it's kind of almost like two marathon sessions in a week. Yeah. And a and a long run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you like training like that? Was that like fun, or do you prefer the yeah, I actually, your other method? I actually do. <laughs> yeah. I quite like that. Like okay. I like big sessions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if this works out, it might. <laughs> It might yeah. change how, yeah, how I approach marathons. But I think, like, either ways, well, I know the other way works for me. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how this how this goes. But, I mean, and this has been such a short build-up, though. Short, yeah. but that's almost nice to take the pressure off because there'll be no expectation on you to run fast because everyone knows it was only seven weeks ago you're running a marathon, like another marathon. Yeah. yeah. I still, yeah, there's no, not as much pressure, definitely not. And this is a, well a bit of a trial just to see how we go mm. but I also don't want to make a mess of it and you know I've come all the way over here and it's a big deal to be away from home again 
you know, mm. for a few weeks and all the travel and everything. I don't want to blow up and just have a terrible experience, especially no. after coming off the Olympic marathon, which was such a good experience. Yeah, yeah. So that seven by two k workout, how did that rate compared to other marathon build ups that you've done? Uh, similar. Yep. Pace. Yeah. Okay. Good. But yeah. So <laughs> I got a bit of confidence from that one because yeah. it was the same as previous times I've done it. Yeah, that'll give you confidence then. Yeah, whether I was just trying harder though, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You look for signs, don't you? (laughs) When you're unsure, the signs and everything. Was that what Sunday was about? A bit of a rust buster? Kind of see a little bit about closer to where you're at? Yeah, so Sunday, um, the opportunity just came up and it was kind of like a why not because I knew I wasn't tapering anyway. And if I wasn't doing that race, I'd do, I probably would have done a marathon workout on the Friday. Um, so it was kind of, yeah, it kind of, Nick was like, well, you may as well do it because this has been so unconventional in it anyway with the build up. Like, why not throw in a, a race? And I think it was good to do because it was a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It felt so fast, even though. <laughs> Did you go out hard? You went out pretty hard, didn't you? 15.48, was it? Yeah, so everyone went, the lead field went out really fast. Like, Ailish went out at, I'd say, sub three-minute pace. Mm. And then the rest of the the second group were behind her, and I felt like I was just hanging on to the back. Mm. But then I kind of came, it kind of stayed at that pace, and I came good, I guess. Um, so yes, fifteen forty-eight through halfway was pretty pretty. That's fine. Open. yeah. And yeah. then we turned around and we had a headwind on the way back, so it was a bit slower. But also like yeah, probably too fast for the first. <laughs> yeah, day. yeah. Um, did the rest of the pack just sort of drop off as you kept rolling? Is that how that played out? I think yeah. I think just before five k, um, the pa- pack was still kind of there, but I was kind of edging away a little bit Mm. um and then there was actually but there was still our packet split and there was three girls ahead of us um and then i was slowly catching them so i caught two of two of them but jess piasecki was the third girl so i didn't catch her yeah and she came third yeah okay yeah and if you pulled up all right from that yeah yeah pulled up pulled up well from that one yeah okay cool um Um, so you're feeling pretty like how do you feel going in? Is it because it's such a different build-up? Are you less nervous because of this? Um, because there's maybe less expectation. Like, is that a is that a yeah. feeling to have? I definitely feel less nervous. Like normally by now, I would be like obsessing about the weather and yeah. um, but and I'm certainly not as nervous about that because it is what it is and. I'm not doing this one to get a certain time, mm. really. Um, so yeah, it definitely the pressure is off in a way for this one. So what are you doing it for? Placing? You're gonna have just be able to race? Um, just to race and um, for like I'll get appearance fee for this, and that that money will help me in the few months after I get home. Yeah. Like I'll probably be able to 
maybe you know work a bit less on that so it'll really help in the time after so that's primarily why I'm doing it yeah but also like I like yeah you know I love this marathon and it's it's good to be here and like Charlotte so Charlotte and Elsie are doing it as well and Charlotte is really fit I reckon she's gonna yeah I reckon she's gonna smash it so so it's fun to do it with us too I had a question about that. Is that are you going to run with Charlotte? Um, I'm not sure yet, um, because with the pace groups, so there's a pace group for Charlotte, and then there's a slower pace group, and I kind of I probably will race with, start with Charlotte because the first half is of the London Marathon is faster than the second half as well as long as I feel comfortable but this one is going to be uh if I don't feel if it feels like I'm pushing too much I'll just fall back yeah um I think it's going to be windy as well on Sunday mm. so I definitely want to run with the group yeah so I might fall back to the other group so is yeah. Charlotte's pace group just her and some people some I think it, yeah so I think Ailish is pacing oh wow Charlotte okay. and I don't know if it's just Charlotte or if there's there's probably others um, we just don't know yet because um, there's a lot of Africans in this race. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm not sure what groups they'll go into. But, are you, are yeah. you allowed to tell us what pace that is? Is that 71 pace or 72 pace? Uh, it's being debated at the moment. Is it somewhere in between those two? It's, it's around those times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm pushing for the slower <laughs> end of the scale, and I think Charlotte's probably pushing for the faster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, there's a few. I mean, I know with Africans don't race like you, and if their PB is 2.24, they're probably going with a 2.19 pace. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's a few, there are, like, looking at the start list, there's a few that you could sort of potentially have run with, um, but we know it doesn't work like that, do we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what lessons do you take from your Sapporo run into London this time around, seven weeks later? Is there something that you like know works so well that you will repeat again? Sorry, can you repeat that question oh, yeah. you cut out there? Yeah. Um, what lessons do you take from Sapporo into this weekend's marathon? Are there things that you'll definitely repeat because they – they really work for you, and are there some things that you'll avoid this time around? Um, I think probably the biggest lesson that I learned was um, running by feel is a good idea, mm. like not to be obsessed with the pace. Um, and I d- definitely did that in Sapporo because mm-hmm. I was so worried about the conditions, and I think I need to do that more rather than looking at my watch the whole time yeah um but other than that because this is this like for Sapporo a lot of the focus was on preparing for the heat and being hydrated and that and that doesn't really don't we don't really need to do that for this one yeah um so um, I'll probably like so for my nutrition I'm going to go back to what I did for my last London marathon um because that worked on my like that worked for me during the race and my stomach was fine and everything um and the carb load would be what I did for that London marathon as well um whereas it was a bit different in Sapporo because we had the hyperhydration beforehand and then we had to really think about you know 
what to consume during the race was really important. Um, it sounds a lot more pleasant, doesn't it? This one. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's definitely not as stressful. Mm. Um, and it's a lot more. Like I've done this. This will be my third time. Yeah. Doing the London Marathon, even though last year was the two K loop, it was still like, you know, London and similar weather conditions and yeah. 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 The the intuitive style racing is that something that you've changed in training as well the past six weeks to run less with a watch and more with your feel yeah it is actually so after um Sapporo I kind of realized I should do this a bit more and um like Carlos has kind of been saying to me as well um and but I generally when I do like my Tuesday sessions I would have always been looking at my watch a lot. Whereas this time around, because I didn't know what to expect, I had to just go with how I felt because there was no point in pushing for a certain time for 2K and then blowing up for the rest of the session. Yeah. Um, so that has actually been good. And it kind of uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off training yeah. sessions as well. So it makes it more enjoyable just to run kind of, yeah, by feel and within yourself almost. Definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a really good lesson for everybody actually. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I do that on Sunday and don't fall back to <laughs> So what, well you won't go. you'll have someone dictating the pace, won't you? If you go with that. Yeah, see that's the thing as well. Yeah. Like if it were, if it wasn't windy, I would be fine running by myself. Because yeah. that way you can definitely control your pace with how you feel whereas the pacer will be going at a certain time and she'll be checking her watch and i'll be trying to keep with it so that kind of throws that a little bit um, Tell you, i'm just picturing that group there are some pretty contrasting running styles going to be running together <laughs> yeah actually Eilish, yeah and charlotte has the that'll be the oddest pace there. group ever you're gonna <laughs> who are you gonna sit behind Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> probably just the three of us in a in a line. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, but do you normally run well with Charlotte? Having do you guys feed off each other well? Yeah, like we had a session yesterday together, and that was really nice because um, we trained together a lot in um, when was she? It was just before COVID hit. So end of 2019 started. 2020 and she was in Australia for months and we trained together like every day so that was really yeah. good and then so it was really nice to meet her yesterday and and do the K reps with her yeah um yeah so yeah we train well together and in a, in a race we've done a few races together as well and I'm sure we'll yeah it'll be nice to have her there definitely at I don't know how long point. We'll be together, but. yeah at <laughs> some point you'll be together whether it's the start the middle or the end yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is probably the most important and significant question, but what colour sunnies will you be wearing? <laughs> well. <laughs> you have I new ones. My, no. <laughs> no, I brought my Sephora ones because I'm like, I loved them. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if I could wear them if it's not really sunny because <laughs> they're so full on. <laughs> There's but a pair actually, you're eyeing off just in the local servo as you walk past well, every I just got a, a message from Chris from Nike this morning and he said, we're sending a pair of sunnies 
Oh. Tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's like, there's no obligation to wear them. So I'll get them tomorrow and see what they're like. So I'm They like, have some really good ones. <laughs> yeah, they have those ones that are like the Oakleys, but one full blade, like one full lens. Um, God. See, not... I don't know if I'll have the guts to wear them on my own. Like in Sapporo, I had Ellie and both of us looked oh. ridiculous together. <laughs> Janae, we've seen you wear them in the past. You can... <laughs> well, that's true, actually. You yeah. can handle it by yourself. <laughs> um, uh, all right, just some other things that people always ask. Tower Hotel, is that what are you back at the Tower Hotel? No, so we're at the hotel we were at last year. Oh. For, when we did the 2k loop so in windsor yeah okay. and we actually um so this time around we thought we could leave the hotel and that but because they've actually just yesterday said that we'll actually be restricted to the hotel again oh. so we'll just have that i think it was a 1.5k loop around the hotel to run on but that's all right because it's only like three days yeah we right. won't be doing okay. that yeah 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 um but we won't i hope we don't have those beepers this time <laughs> that we had to wear yeah. <laughs> last year or into yeah last year yeah um yeah but i think the course is the original course it's definitely not the 2k uh, one i don't I, know if yeah. it's different from the typical one i think i think it's back to the normal course i think so too i haven't heard anything different about that um yeah. did you have to provide vaccination status to get into the race this year oh so <laughs> i had to like not vaccination status but we had to get like um pcr tests yeah and we get tested every day as well at the hotel um what else do we have to do but like i had a load of trouble um getting flying out as a country so i was supposed to fly last wednesday and got to the airport and they wouldn't let me on the plane because my covid test result was in an sms and I didn't have a certificate to say oh, I had the test. Yeah. So they wouldn't let me on the plane. And I was like, whose regulation is that? And she was like, oh, a UK border will check for your certificate when you get in. And I was like, all right. So I went, got a test the next day and got the certificate, like barely got it in time. Oh. And I went to, on Friday, I had to rebook my flight and stuff. And on Friday, and then they wouldn't let me on again because... Um, I hadn't booked a, when you get to the UK, you're supposed to book a day two and a day eight COVID test. But we were exempt from that because um, London Marathon were doing them for us. And I had a letter to say all of that. And they were like, no, they, oh. they were like, that won't, that won't fly with border security in the UK. So you're not allowed in the flight. So then I had to get online and book them. And then I right, got into the UK and literally nobody checked anything. Like, <laughs> it's like life is back to normal here. There's no... Yeah. It's drama about COVID and stuff. So there's all this hassle leaving Australia. And then I get into the UK with all of my documents and everything done. And I just walk straight through, and like oh, no checks. <laughs> that would have been an anxious few days. Oh, yeah. It was so stressful. Yeah. And like, just, oh, waiting on waiting for things out of your control are the worst. Yeah. 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 And just someone being really pedantic she was just way way too pedantic about things like because nick also had all these tests for us to take when we got to teddington so i showed her the like i had reference numbers for those and pictures of the test and she was like no i want to see your receipt for your booking 
I was like, oh, my God. And it was like 125 British pounds. So it wasn't Is this Qantas? Was this just a Qantas? Uh, Qatar. Qatar airline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It must be nice, though, to be there and just always. Now all you have to do is run. Yeah. Like, it's really really nice to be here. And it's it's really nice to see because life is pretty much back to normal. So mm. I'm excited for Australia to go back t- to this because when I left, it was like, God, are we ever going to get out of this? Yeah. Like it just seemed to be dragging forever. And uh, yeah, but now in the UK, it's just like as if COVID yeah. never really happened. Apart, aside from like some people wearing masks and, you know, you have to still do tests and that, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Will you visit the fam while you're over there? Yeah. So I have a flight back on the Friday after the race. Um, so I'll probably um, go back like sometime next week for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, I reckon cool. I'll go to Dublin. I got to sort all of that out because I was afraid to say to them, yeah, I'll come home. Uh, if then because flights are getting changed like every day. So in case my flight got moved to the day after the race, which it did the last time I was here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll sort that out this weekend, I reckon. Yeah, OK. Um, and quarantine on the way back. Have you, have you timed it where you might be? able to do it at home or is it still just going to be you already know your details um so i fly into sydney so i'll just be i'll have to quarantine in a hotel there but and i i we were talking about this because so eloise has gone to new south wales and you know how they're doing that trial for uh home quarantine i think they're going to bring it in a lot quicker in new south wales i think within yeah. a week of when she's due home oh, yeah. so she's kind of toss up tossing up the whether she should stay an extra yeah. week and then be able to home quarantine whereas i think for victoria it'll take probably be a couple of weeks later mm. or maybe even three i don't know so it's just too long i think i'm just gonna go as soon as i get my flight i'm gonna go and get home because yeah. i'm afraid of getting stuck here you're probably yeah. more likely to pick up covid in victoria than you are in london anyway <laughs> it's odd that you have to quarantine coming into the COVID hotspot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to quarantine at home. Although yeah. then, I, I I wouldn't want the boys to have to quarantine as well. Oh, is that how that happens? Yeah. yeah probably. Mm. Anyway, I have to look. Yeah. Hey, you're probably the most relaxed I've ever seen you before, race. Oh, really? Would you agree <laughs> with that? I definitely, yeah, don't feel as nervous about it, but I hope I'm not too relaxed. <laughs> you need to be a bit nervous. No, I, I know I'll be nervous, like, it's probably Saturday. Yeah. Maybe Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you f- and, you're in a good space there. Yeah. And I think it, it helps been in Teddington as well, though. Like, I, I think once we get to the hotel, you know, it'll get more real there. Mm, so we're yeah. going there tomorrow. Yeah. All the other nervous energy from everyone else will just be contagious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us and giving us an update. Everyone will be stoked to hear that because it's not the Olympics, so the media's turned off now from running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to cool. us and our interviews. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Sinead. Um, we're behind you. It's such good timing over here to watch London. We're, yeah, is it 6 p.m.? Or something like that it's always five or six on the sunday arvo so it's like yeah. watch parties around the country it's great and um yeah you and eloise you're our only two really oh well maybe there's others but 
you're the only two that I know of. Yeah. To, well, and Charlotte. Well, yeah. For, she's your friend. Um, <laughs> we, we don't know that much about Charlotte, but we'll cheer for her. Because uh, yeah. she'll be next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Or behind you. Or behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sinead. Cool. Good luck. All right. All Thanks, Jules. Talk See to ya. you soon. Bye. G'day everyone, James here, taking over the reins for Brady, Moose and Croaks with this week's interview with Eloise Wellings. Eloise is an absolute legend of Australian distance running. She sits third all time in the 3, 5 and 10,000 metres with PBs of 8.41, and 31.14 for those distances. She also has a PB of 69.29 for the half marathon and she is an absolute legend. Two-time Olympian as well, ninth and 10th in the five and 10,000 meters at the Rio Olympics. I really enjoyed this one hour chat with her or a little, little bit under an hour, um, primarily focused on her debut for this weekend's London Marathon, uh, where she'll be joining Sinead Diver going in the elite race. I hope you enjoy the interview. I hope I've done the boys proud, enjoy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Inside Running podcast boys have let me, for some reason, take over one of the interviews. So here I am um, on behalf of Athletics New South Wales as well with Eloise Wellings all the way from London. Firstly, Eloise, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's good, good to chat. Certainly is. And uh, you're rooming with Sinead. Yeah, I'm sharing a house um, with Sinead. We have we have separate rooms. Um, it's a four bedroom house. It's it's Nick Nick and Sonia's house here in London. Um, it's best known as the the athlete house, um, but yeah, Nick and Sonia own it and graciously, obviously, let um, their athletes come and stay here year in year out. And um, yeah, it's a perfect place to to train especially building up for a marathon, Bushy Park is just down the road and um, yeah, it's the, the track and the gym and um, good coffee and everything, everything an athlete needs um, and yeah, really easy to get to the airport and, um, and race races. So yeah, it's a, the perfect spot to base in London. Perfect. All the, all the necessities in life, Bushy Park, good yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's is the, is the park run going on at the moment, the Bush Park park run? Because that's the original one, isn't it? It is. I ran past it. I went for a little shakeout um, run on Saturday. And I was like, I actually didn't know because I've obviously just arrived. So I'm still a bit jet lagged. And I was like, oh, this is a huge group of people up there. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's park run. Because obviously been in lockdown for three months in Australia. So there's been none of, none of park run happening. Um, but it was just so good to see, um, yeah, that everyone out in community running together again. And um, I'm pretty sure Bushy Park is where 
park run first began as well yeah i'm pretty sure like 2005 2005. yeah 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 um so yeah it's really 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 good to see fantastic beautiful um we might get stuck into your running a little bit um so i've got current form in in my show notes here and um you know there's there's not a whole lot um because there hasn't been that many races um you you we we just mentioned off air um you've had some some issues probably after gold coast um in, in 2018 that that's probably hampered you for a couple of years do you want to just talk about i guess some of some of the um challenges you've faced you know over the last two three years yeah so uh 2018 after the gold coast commonwealth games i knew that we wanted to have um another child and add to our family um and that was definitely a process we we had a, a couple of three miscarriages during that journey and um, so it took a lot longer than what we originally expected, um, which can happen. And, um, yeah, that was a really difficult time for us. Um, but yeah, got through it and had Sunny, our little boy at the end of, um, 2019, November and, um, was had a really great pregnancy with Sunny virtually ran most of the way through. I think I stopped maybe two, two ish weeks out, um, and just kind of walked my my um, pelvic floor was it just felt like it was getting a bit heavy on my pelvic floor to be honest um and then yeah started back running uh I had a cesarean with Sunny and started back running um about three weeks after having him and I knew like then um I thought you know I had this conversation with Nick. He said, you know, there's still a chance that you could make Tokyo. And that was still when, um, when Tokyo was still going to be in 2020. And, um, and yeah, he just kind of dangled the carrot and I was like, okay, well, let's just see how this goes. And inevitably when you're coming back from pregnancy, yeah, you feel like pretty rough (laughs) um doesn't matter how much training you've been able to get done i mean it obviously helps to stay fit and stay in reasonable shape but um yeah especially after having major surgery like that it is it is a process to come back but um yeah managed to to come back and um then i got a couple of injuries um stress bony stress injuries one in my foot and then another one um in my neck of femur uh towards the end of 2020 so yeah 2020 had yeah two two kind of big layoffs um and I mean I cross-trained through them but it wasn't it wasn't an ideal um comeback in any sense and and yeah then obviously when the Olympics were postponed I still had I still had time I thought well whilst there's time I'm just gonna have a go because like I've got nothing to lose here and I'll either be at the Olympics running, you know, at my third Olympic games, or I'll be at home cuddling my baby boy on the lounge, watching my, my friends race. And um, yeah, obviously it ended up um, being, you know, the second one, um, which was a good alternative. And, um, but as soon as I kind of missed the time for the 5k, I knew that I wanted to to pivot and and try a marathon and um, yeah so I set my sights on the the Sydney Blackmores marathon and then yeah obviously COVID um, had a different plan and we went into lockdown almost like the week that I started training for 
Sydney Marathon and I was just like oh gosh how's this going to play out and yeah um and then probably halfway through the build-up um Nick said he sent me a message and said do you want to you know do you want me to try and get you into London and I was like yes please Fabulous. Well, so when, um, when when that text come through from from Nick um I was probably seven or eight weeks in so it's been a 12-week build-up um typically this is a 12-week build-up for for marathons like under nick and um yeah it was probably seven or eight weeks where i was going a bit crazy going hey sydney's definitely not going to be on melbourne it's probably not going to be on or it's going to be postponed and potentially i won't be able to get there sunny coast was postponed and obviously the Borders were closed and so and then Perth Marathon's on in December, but also WA not letting anyone in. Um, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's either I go to Europe. Sorry, that's um, it's either I go to Europe or, um, yeah, not be able to, you know, have a, like a solid goal for potentially another six months. Um, and yeah, that's that's when Nick sort of um, got me the opportunity to come to London. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, I feel like through the the pandemic over the last 18, 19 months, um, one of the probably probably hardest hit uh, events have been marathons, just because of the mass participation nature of them. Um, just just going back to Tokyo for for a moment, when, when you were seeing there watching um, Sinead and, and Lisa um, and Ellie, of course, perform just so brilliantly. Uh, that it must have been inspiring, not, not just to be a friend of theirs, but just, to, you know, Australian marathon coming along in leaps and bounds. Totally, totally. It definitely was inspiring. Like the, the women especially just ran so strong and, um, yeah, like the, the depth that we have now in, in marathon running in particular is so deep and, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's not going to be, it's not going to be an easy ride for me and, you know, in, in moving up and kind of like that, um, because it's going to force me to step up and, and, you know, make sure I'm on my toes and, um, you know, but I know that I'm aware that it's something that, um, I'm going into this with like a, a growth mindset you know I know that this is you know I'm going into London and with the every I'm going to give every effort to lay down my best time and whatever that is I'm going to be able to work on that and that will be that will be the floor and not the ceiling you know that will be the foundation of which um, hopefully I build the rest of the rest of my marathon days on yeah absolutely I want to um just discuss you're, you're 38 now um, and, and Lisa and, and Sinead are into their forties. Do you think that this, you know, um, you know, lo- almost life after 40 and, and now we're talking about top 10 in the world at, at oh, I won't, I won't say Sinead's age, but, but, you know, you know, into your forties, it, it, it's astonishing the, the longevity now of our, our, you know, top female athletes. Do you think that that's something that's now, just you know age age is just a number it really is about what what your um, physiology and, and your mental capacity is when it comes to the marathon 100 percent. i i think that there's I, I think that there's been such a shift in that thinking and and definitely Sinead and, and lisa have um you know given brilliant examples of, of what what is possible um 
and yeah, I just think if you have the desire um, to be good and you have it like the talent that those girls do, then it's, it's absolutely possible. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you, you're going to work through, you know, whatever challenges come up and, um, yeah, like we, I think there's too many athletes that are put out to pasture before, um, before their time, you know, and I think people, athletes, I know athletes that have gotten into their mid thirties and, and almost mentally they start to think, they start to question themselves because, you know, that's the society that we've, that's the message of society. That's the message and the culture of the, that has been, um, in the in the sport um historically and yeah i i'd love to see that change even more to know that you know you can even you can even like female athletes in particular can go and, and have a family and come back and and run stronger than ever and i think we've shown that time and time again and um, and not just you know our aussie athletes but you know some of the british girls and the american women um, you know, just just killing it, and the, the African women as well. Just two kids and still running. You know, two hours twenty something in the marathon, and they're in their late thirties and or early forties. And um, yeah, I truly think that the the desire to to continue to lay down the work and um, and keep going is is the ultimate key to um to being good and to to keep performing at a high level um but yeah I do think that there would be some athletes that have retired prematurely because they thought that that was done Absolutely. and yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be encouraging anyone to give give it another another full year and you know another full year of just um yeah just having a crack Absolutely. And I get it's, it's so important that top level as well, because, you know, when you, when you sort of hang up the boots, you hang up the boots. So to give yourself every chance to actually, you know, get one, one, one or two more, more seasons out of yourself. Um, I, I think you've spoken to a pretty, pretty important point there. I just think if you, if you've still got the desire to do it, it's fair enough. If you've like, if you've lost the love and the joy for the sport and you, you don't want to do it anymore and you'd rather pivot and, you know, go and, um, you know, get a job or spend more time with like what whatever that is for you, whatever like gives you and feeds you energy, um, you want to go and, and change. But if you still love it, I don't see any reason to stop, you know. And um I think I see that in Sinead and I see that in in Lisa um and other women that have gone before us, Karen McCann as well. Um, you know, we saw the joy that running brought her and um, and she was able to perform well into her 30s and you know early 40s and um, with a family and yeah. it's 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 possible yeah absolutely absolutely great great point always um, I want to talk about the the, the, the pivot from, from the 5k so I was there luckily enough um, with with you and Jen that night at Bankstown um, uh, during well I, I think it was lockdown but not super lockdown at that stage um you you ran the 5k in 1534 almost a, a replica of, of what happened at um uh runaway bay i think a few weeks earlier as as part of a um a queensland sort of pre-departure meet that aa was putting on after that race um was it just 
okay, I, I, I'm done with the 5K. I'm, I, I'm now pivoting to a marathon block. And, and is that going to you know, stay? Like, I, I, will you go back to the track or is it just road from now on? Um, no, yeah, and that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, you know, like I was, I, I'd run 15.34. I, I, I was obviously really disappointed in that. I thought that the training had um, shown that I was better than that. But then, you know, at some point you've, you've just got to move on. And um, it, at that point I thought that I was still going to run um, Sydney Blackmore's um, marathon, which would have been a really good opportunity in terms of, um, you know, raising my profile as an athlete in, in my hometown and, um, you know, winning or being on the podium of my, of, um, my debut marathon in my hometown would have been incredible as well. So there was an opportunity for that, but obviously that didn't work out, but yeah, there was, there was a bit of a time factor there where I had to make a decision and I couldn't really, um, afford another week, um, yeah, to do that. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to come back to the track. Um, you know, like I, I think that if it doesn't get in the way, I think road running will definitely be the priority. Um, but certainly I'd still love to be able to knock out a 5K and, you know, I, I want to be the first woman, the first Australian woman to win four Zadipic classics and, um, you know, haven't done that yet. I've still got one more to do. Uh, I think I'm equal with Natalie Harvey at the moment. So, um, yeah, that, that would be amazing. And, um, yeah, definitely wouldn't say no to running on the track again. It still, um, it still excites me, but yeah, just, just wanted to give, um, road running a real, a real go and, and train for the marathon specifically. And, um, just to have a different stimulus and a different challenge. Sensational. Going back to Zadipek this season, I reckon that might be a little bit of an insider for our <laughs> for the listeners. That's 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 exciting. That's exciting because again, like we talk about the women's marathon, um, but the the way the ten thousands come along and um, Rose Davies as well, of course, the, the upset last year um, over Jen Gregson um, was a sensational race. So great to hear you. You're not giving away the track just yet. Um, we'd love to see you back there. Yeah, thanks. With um. With some of the, the, the sessions, we'll, we'll get into the marathon block now, with some of the sessions and, and some of the key workouts that you've done in Sydney. Firstly, I guess the the um, the challenges that we've had with the lockdown um, obviously you know have, have been tougher than, than, than usual, I, I assume, for a marathon block. Um, what were some of the ways you've sort of got around those, those lockdown challenges, but also some of those key sessions, those key marathon sessions that you've done that have given you the confidence to you know, really give London a, a good hot crack? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of lockdown, uh, we weren't too um, limited really. Like we didn't, New South Wales didn't actually have an exercise limit for our area because we weren't, um, the Sutherland Shire where I live wasn't a red hot zone. Um, we didn't have like loads of cases there. So we, we just couldn't go within um, we couldn't go out of our LGA and couldn't go um, further than five kilometres from our home if you were outside your LGA. Very confusing. So for our long run, we had to stop going over the bridge, the TP, what we call the TP bridge. Um, but, yeah, we just basically did, we, we just worked out another route, but it worked out because, um, you know, I started when I was doing the two and a half hour, um, when I, 
started to move up towards yeah two and a half hours I was practicing drinks and um I needed to do a loop anyway because I was putting all my drinks at my um my strength coaches on my strength coaches front fence so you know we had to just work out a different route for our long run so that I could go and practice my drinks but um yeah like some of the key workouts I've actually really enjoyed the training um for the marathon and Ellie told me this she said I, I think you're really gonna love it and I actually have I didn't really believe it but I actually I actually really have enjoyed the training probably more so than for the five or 10k I think it definitely suits um the runner that I am now and um I don't feel like I'm straining as much it's just a deep fatigue that's the, that's the the way I can describe the training you know we we would um there was a, a general like a slow build for the sessions like we would start I think I started um with like 10 times a k with a k float so we did a 20k and it was basically 1k on 1k off and then the next week was um seven times 2k and then six by 3k and then four by 4k and then five by five five by four yeah four by five k uh and then yeah so that was on friday so my my main um my main marathon training session was on a friday and we do a track session on a tuesday which be um not too dissimilar to what i'd normally do but just slight probably slightly longer a little bit more volume um you know for example we did uh three sets of three sets of eight 400s um, with the 30 second rest and a lap jog in between. So that sort of volume. Um, and then, yeah, the long run up to two and a half hours. Yeah, right, great stuff. Is, is, this, is this all solo or have you got anyone with you doing this? Well, no, we had um, one of the restrictions for lockdown was um, was that you could train with one other person. So, um, yeah, I've got a great training partner in Rory Darkins, um, who also teamed up with to do um, like corporate and corporate speaking and, and um, speaking at schools. We, we do a presentation called Unlock Your Olympian Mindset and practice. Um, mental skills coach to high performers and um he's my mental skills coach which actually really works out well when you're midway through a marathon session um but yeah it's it was really handy having him super blessed to have um him um yeah on my team and um helping me get through those those longer miles uh, mile workouts and um yeah and then you know once we get back I think we're allowed like five people now. We we do have a we do have a bang and long run group, um, which obviously had to dissipate during my marathon training. But um, so it was just Rory and I. But then when when I get back, hopefully that um, restrictions will have been reduced and we can get our long run gang back together because it's always so much more fun doing a long run with, you know, a bunch of people and um, just chatting away the whole way and. Um, someone inevitably is like picks up the pace in the last half an hour and tries to be the hero and everyone else just hangs on it's great 100 percent um what, what i i guess what like on, on that note um 
you know, in the shy, there's so many great running routes. What, what, what are some of, some of your favorite running routes? And, and do you want to shout out anyone else in that, that long run squad? Yeah. Um, yeah, we usually go over to, like we cross, we start at um, Shelley Park, which is right near my house in Cronulla, and it's just down near um, Kevin Bat, um, where he lives. So Kev runs with us um, on a Sunday. We go past, pick up Kev, and then um, run all the way along the Esplanade at Cronulla and then head out um, to a place called um, Bayside. And we run all the way along Bayside almost to the airport and just turn around and come home. It's actually a pretty boring course. It's just an out and back. But when you're running with a bunch of people and um, Stewie, Stewie's there. Stewie will be, Stewie's the kind of guy that you, um, he'll have all the stats from the long run, loves Strava, loves the graph work, um, could tell you every single split of every K that we did on the long run. Um, yeah, everyone's got a Stewie in their group, don't they? They just love the data. Oh, I, I um, think so. I, I might be the Stewie in my group, actually. I'm a big numbers man, so yeah, <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, Jake Shaw. Jake Shaw I've been running with since I was about 10 years old. And, yeah, we, we um, I don't know, some of these guys are like brothers to me, you know. They're, it's, just, it's just fun and, um, yeah, they keep it light and... Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so it's such an awesome tight-knit community down there. Um, yeah, I obviously love working with the Southern Athletics Club and all the runners down there too. So, yeah, big shout-out to the to the shy boys and girls. Um, oh, Ali, Ali. I forgot Ali. Oh, okay. Ali the legend. <laughs> Ali, Ali Najem. Um, yeah, how could I forget him? But, yeah, Ali, Ali basically chases all the dogs away from us. If there's any dog coming towards us, he um, gets in front of the dogs. Very so, important yeah. role. The group here. He is. It is very poor, bro. He's the dog tamer. Oh, I love it. That's great. Um, in terms of, uh, I guess the last couple of weeks, because because it's, I must imagine it must be a bit of a, a whirlwind. Um, you know, going overseas during a global pandemic. Um, you know, for 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 a debut marathon, probably. Um, or probably one of, if not the biggest marathon in the world. Um, what's the last couple of weeks I'm been not like? I know. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to talk it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, um, I, I mean, like no one's. I mean, the, the vast majority of the population haven't gone overseas since very early 2020. Do you want to just describe what um, flying to London from Sydney actually looks like at the moment, and, and how everything worked? Yeah. Um... To be honest, it was it was pretty intense to um, to leave. There's a whole bunch of hoops that I had to jump through, um, COVID tests and exemptions, and um, you know passenger locator forms and like lots and lots and lots of paperwork, which is just not my bit. Um, but yeah, had um, had some help with that and um, managed to get myself off on the plane and, um, you know, tick all the administrative boxes. And yeah, there was virtually 30 people on my flight from Sydney to Hong Kong. Um, so pretty empty, to be honest, out of 400 seats. And then, um, from Hong Kong to London, it was absolutely packed. Like we were sardines. Um, so yeah, it just seems, and I mean, London, just seems like normal life now, to be honest. There's not, you wouldn't really know. I mean, there's probably maybe 50 or 60% of people wearing masks in the supermarket. 
nobody's really wearing them in cafes. Um, we're obviously trying to keep a pretty low profile here because we're here for the marathon and we get tested every day that we're here um, at the race hotel. So I'm not really afraid of getting sick. I'm just afraid of getting COVID. I guess I don't want to miss the race. Um, I don't want to be have to isolate um, away from, you know, other athletes because, I, you know, yeah. Uh, so I don't think if I wasn't here for the London Marathon, I probably wouldn't be being this cautious. But, yeah, Sinead and I are wearing masks, you know, when we travel especially. And um, But, yeah, we were in Manchester yesterday um, for a race and the there was people like, like pouring spilling out of pubs like not a mask inside and um because man united both man city and man united played on sunday and on saturday and um yeah it was just full party central and yeah it was it was so different to obviously what i've come from um and i mean it was it was good because it kind of sees it gives it gives me hope to see like, okay, we're going to Australia, we're going to get out of this. Um, we need to find this really careful balance of making sure that people are protected, especially our most vulnerable. Um, and, but also allowing people to get on with normal life and um, allowing, yeah, just the, um, yeah, like I said, finding that really careful balance of, of not having our hospitals overwhelmed. You know, my husband works in ICU and like it's it is intense, but he's like he's he is like you know we need to take steps to go back to normal life now. You know, we need to at some point we've got to rip the bandaid off, and cases are going to rise a little bit. We need to manage that as our system. Um, and yeah, I think that we're, I think I'm confident that, um, we're going to get out of it and we, um, yeah, we're going to be getting back to normal life as soon as possible. hundred percent. Very, very apt. You mentioned that there was, there was a whole bunch of, um, uh, you know, restriction roadmaps at, at 70, 80% released today. So, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people in New South Wales and, and, you know, Victoria, very shortly, Queensland, not, not too far afterwards, we're all going to get through, through together. So and we get back to what we're doing, which is running mm-hmm. events. So not, not too far away. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I saw this picture from the Manchester race yesterday of the, the masses and like there are, thousands and thousands of people in this race and I'm like wow this is this is cool this is like what it's you know this is it's getting back to normal and um, people can run again and run together and run in community and I just think it's so important for people yeah 100 percent on um we, we may as well get straight to, to your race yesterday um it, it I, I almost missed it to be honest i, I know um i know sure Sinead ran quite well i think she came fourth overall and about 32 low um and you placed eighth in 33 mid um do you want to just talk us through i i, I guess you know that getting to um I, I assume there was some sort of elite shoot to let the the front ladies go in front um very similar to what we saw um or, or people saw with the berlin marathon with the the elite men and women yesterday they were sort of shuffled to the front um did you have to wear a face mask at the start line and sort of throw it away or was it just everyone goes what how, how'd the start work and, and then i guess you know how, how'd the race pan up for you as well 
Yeah, there was um, no, we didn't have to wear a mask. The only thing around COVID was that we we got we did a test as soon as we got to the hotel, to the race hotel. So there, there was athletes coming from all over the world. So that was really smart. Um, it was just a rapid test. So you found out within sort of five minutes. Um, and then once they didn't get one positive test um, from any of the athletes, which is really good. And then um, it was just like a normal race. I'm pretty sure that the women the elite they normally start the elite women even pre-covid um on a different time schedule sort of five minutes ten minutes before the masses anyway um so that wasn't any different um yeah it was interesting it was like as i was saying earlier it was a little bit of a rust buster um it was it was something that i really kind of needed to do um i think because i haven't raced in such a long time um particularly not a, a road race and so it was it was really good to like get that feeling that kind of feeling of really hurting again the feeling that you only feel when you race like no time trial no no track session or, or marathon session gives that feeling um and yeah I probably went out a little little hard I just got a bit carried away and also that was good because like it's something that I don't want to do in the marathon because obviously you're suffering for a lot longer than than um 3k then um yeah you're probably suffering for more like 15 or 20k if you go out too hard in a marathon so yeah just um yeah just a good good little hit out um and yeah Shanae did really well um she she actually arrived like the night before um because she you know she had some trouble leaving Australia as I said there was lots of hoops to jump and there was one box that um she ticked incorrectly and she missed her first flight so had to go a couple of days after um and yeah she got there the night before and yeah just she's just a gun um and race really well and yeah it's it's actually really good to have her here because got someone to run with and lead up to the marathon obviously she's a really experienced um marathoner now and um yeah just so inspired after watching her in Tokyo and hearing about her experience there her Olympic experience and um was awesome and you know it, it just it took me back to my first Olympics in London and just the you know the whole build up and um there's nothing like your first olympics so it was really fun to hear her her take on how it all went and um yeah not just the the race and the performance but everything in the build up and and around that too was, was really cool yeah absolutely um it's 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 great i mean you know we're we're now what six days away um from the the london marathon as we're speaking at the moment um the the yeah, there must be nerves. There must be so you're you're such a relaxed, you know, cool, easygoing character. But there must be some nerves, Eloise. Six days out. Oh, I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> but but I actually I I laugh because I was terrified before my first half marathon as well. Um, but it just it really comes from just. Um, being uncertain and not having done like this is something that I'm doing for the first time and um and it's 
a lot of the reason why I want to do it is because I haven't done it before. <laughs> you know, there's, it's intriguing to me what it will feel like. It's intriguing to me where my mind will go and the things that I'll need to work on afterwards, both physically and mentally to become the marathon runner that I want to be and that I believe that I can be. Um, and so, yeah, as I said earlier, this is, this, it's about just laying down a foundation, whatever that looks like, um, to, you know, kind of hopefully propel me into, um, yeah, where I want to be for the next couple of years and for the next, I guess, we'll see me out of my running career, hopefully in 15 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about uh, running into 40. Yeah. Run, runs you. No, we're looking at, yeah, I'm running into I'll be 49 in Brisbane 2032. Yeah. Um, look, there's hope. Um, um, yeah, but, yeah, like, I can't remember your question. To be oh, honest. no, that's okay. I, I, I can't remember it either. Um, but I'm, I'm already thinking of the next one. Uh, you, oh, you, you asked me if I was nervous. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, as I say, I look back. Um, at my first half marathon and I was terrified and I remember telling Nick I'm terrified um, but you get through it you just do the training and you go through the steps and you go through the process and of just running putting one foot in front of the other as fast as you can and really when you simplify it like that um, that's all I've got to do and that's all I've ever done and so it's not like I've never done this before I'm just doing it for a little longer um it's <laughs> gonna suffer for a little longer but i think you know at the end of the day i'm prepared um as i've prepared as much as i can and i'm prepared to suffer and i know that i'm good at dealing with pain and yeah so i think that that gives me confidence and um yeah like i said this is this will just be the baseline of um things to come yeah, absolutely. Is is there one session that um, sort of sticks out to you where you thought, okay, based on that session, it might be three or four weeks ago. I'm not sure what your your key sort of long run was, but is, is there a session where you can say, okay, I, I reckon I can run this. Um, what do you, do you have a time in mind? What is that time? Um, and is that going to be the marker of whether your first marathon is going to be successful or not in in your eyes from a performance yeah. standpoint? Look, we. I've been practicing to go at around 3.30 marathon rhythm, which I think is about 228, 227, 228 yep. pace. It's solid. Um, Very solid for your first one. Yeah. And so, um, but obviously I haven't run that for a full, you know, I, we haven't done it at 40K tempo at 3.30s. Um, so that's, and that's the only, that's like the anonymous, anomaly with marathon training is that you don't you you don't really ever know you can do sessions that give you confidence and I think probably the more experience you have with the marathon um the more you know what shape you're in and what, the more that but for me at the moment it's kind of a bit of a guessing game um in terms of like yeah I can do I know that I can do x amount at that pace um, but how much further could I do and how much further could I do tapered and how much further could I do carbo loaded and with, you know, <laughs> with drinks every 5k. So there's all these, um, yeah, there's all these extras that are obviously unknown, but I think that that's, 
part of the um, mystery as a marathon, isn't it? Is that like you've got to set yourself a goal and, you know, never been one to like shy away from a challenging goal. So I think, that, and as I said before, like the, the marathon running is so uh, like depth in Australia is so deep. And so I can't just go, oh, I'm just going to try and run, you know, like I'm just going to try and run 2.30 something because mm. really like, I mean, it, that would be fine, but obviously it's not going to make me a team in the future. Um, and so I've got to, I've got to aim big and um, prepared, be prepared to put myself out there because that's, that's what it's going to take to make the Commonwealth Games or make the World Championships um, next year. I've got, to, I've got to, you've got to be in the top three. Um, essentially so um, yeah I think it's definitely ambitious but um, I'm just gonna have a crack yeah 100% wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't expect anything else you always have absolutely have a crack <laughs> it's, um, it's 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 been a motto that served you well for the last 20 years of your professional rank career so um, why not try again <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want to I want to ask actually, and you segue perfectly in my next question. Those those six jerseys, we're not talking about three, we're talking about six for for comms and, and worlds next year. Um it, it, it's seemingly this this double opportunity for the marathon because there's no way that anyone's um doubling. I, I think that the marathon is um the, the first event of of the Birmingham Com game. So it's actually even closer um to what will be the last day of worlds um in Oregon. So yeah, there's there's no way that anyone's doubling. I think it's 10 days apart. 10 days, yeah. I think there I worked out it was 10 or 11 days apart. Yeah. David Tarbot told me that. <laughs> Trust Tarby. Yeah, stat, Tarby, Tarby yeah. stats. Um I don't yeah. think even Kennedy Spikili would double that. Um so <laughs> yeah. um uh th- have you got a preference? Um, yeah, look, I think Commonwealth Games would probably be, um, my preference. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd go either, to be honest. Yep. I think you probably want me to run the World Championships more, although we haven't spoken about it, but I think he'd probably try and get me to run World Champs. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I had a choice, uh, it'd probably be Com, Com Games. Mm. Is it, do you think um, in, in, in your mindset, I don't know, uh, to be honest, I haven't done a lot of research on it, um, the, the, the strength of, of worlds or, or comms, is there one or the other that you think that you might be more likely for a, a top 10, a, t- a top five, uh, an outside medal chance in, in either? Uh, certainly there's always a better chance for an Australian to, to win a medal at the Commonwealth Games than there is at the World Championships. Um, we you know, you've only got half the Africans there. <laughs> We've still got um, Kenya and Tanzania and Uganda, but no Ethiopia um, and no, no Ethiopia or no Africans that have defected to places like Bahrain. Mm. And mm. this, you know, um, so it is slightly, slightly easier to potentially get um you know a top three or get on the podium at the Commonwealth Games and yeah I've always had a really good experience at Commonwealth Games I mean I've I've had great experience at the at World Championships to obviously made the final in 2015 for the 5k and um 
but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think for a marathon, I'd, I'd love to run in Birmingham. Fabulous. Um, Brady's got a great question here. Uh, you, you're ranked third uh, all time, Australian all time in the 3K, the 5K, and the 10K. Um, and to keep that third in the marathon, you're going to have to take down Sinead's 224.11. Um, it might not happen in London. Do you see that happening one day in the near future? Um, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I definitely hope to get down to that to um, 224. And I mean, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be third because I can see Sinead just getting better. She's just going to raise the bar even higher, James, if I go and do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to kick off with whatever I can do at London and then um, try and just keep getting better after that. Um, and if that's, you know, 224, you know, Nick, Nick told me the other day that, you know, like who's our best ever marathon runner, Benita Willis at 220 oh no that- i don't have it up in front of me sorry I-, I will get up keep talking for a second okay. <laughs> i'll get up um, and yeah she ran her first marathon in 238 um and so and you know even, hmm. um who's you know best british marathon runner um at the moment she's you know her first couple of marathons were in 232 233 230 and um you know i i would it would not surprise me if in london this this sunday um charlotte ran 222 or 223 um so yeah it's definitely something that um i know that you know you can get better at and you just you keep working away at it and you 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 start building a bigger and bigger base and you get more and more experience and you get used to um how it feels in the last 15k and um yeah start to build real mental and physical strength over that distance absolutely 222 36 chicago 2006 benita wills yeah. australian record so yeah, you're absolutely right Sinead, not far away I, I believe she was actually on pace um was it 2019 london where she led through the 20k mark yes. and everyone was losing it I, I think she was on that 222 i was reminding of her of that this morning <laughs> I, I was losing it at home i remember <laughs> just like, what is happening an australian woman is leading the london marathon I was so excited. Um, but yeah, it's just who Sinead is. She just goes out and um and goes for it. Doesn't, you know, she's just she's there to there to win. Has she has she told you about her goals for the weekend? Um, she hasn't actually. She's been very quiet about that. Um <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she um I think I think she's hoping to have a good one. I mean, she's she's obviously off the back of, of Tokyo, I think it's been a very different build-up for her, not a not a typical marathon build-up. Um, but she should, you know, take all the confidence from Tokyo and all the confidence even from yesterday's 10K where she just hops off the plane and, and runs a 32-ish 10K. Um, so she's got the strength, she's got the base and... Um, yeah, so she she should go in it with with huge confidence. Absolutely, um, she can lay out another good one. 
Well, she's the 10th best marathon in the world. So um, you, you imagine she'd be right up there if if not at the front once again. What, what a sight that might be. Yeah. <laughs> um, family family back at home. Um, imagine you're, you, you, you're missing the, the hubby and, and sunny a little bit. Um, assume that, that you know, that they'll, they'll be in your thoughts when maybe when it gets a little bit tougher towards the end. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like it's... It's interesting. It's the first time I've um, left Sunny. I mean, I've, and it's probably the longest I've left both kids. Um, yeah, but they're they're all good. We've got so much support. Um, my mum and dad and, and Johnny's parents, are, um, huge support. And my friend, um, is helping us out uh, as well, looking after the kids and. Um, yeah, we're super lucky in that respect to just feel like they're, they're, they're absolutely fine. They miss me, but um, they know that I'm away working and um, they're cheering me on. And like as much as I can, even though they're not here, try to bring them along on the journey with me and make sure I update them in exactly what's happening. And, um, you know, always thinking about them, I'm collecting stuff. You know, Indy loves all the um, the finishes medals. So I got one of those <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And, um, you know, the kids love the finishers medal, even if they don't run the race. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they're absolutely fine. I'm, um, I'm wondering how two weeks of quarantine is going to go, but, yeah, I'm going to going to apply to get out of that actually but i don't like my chances the um the, the at-home quarantine i'm pretty sure some of the paralympians did that. i think maddie maddie did de razio um did the at-home so yeah might be an outside chance of that. it's good yeah i they're, they're trialing it in new south wales now um but only with with a select or with with very few people um but you can apply so i'm gonna apply but um we'll see how we go yeah, fingers crossed. The, the dreaded two weeks in a hotel wouldn't be ideal, yeah. but um, ho- hopefully you can celebrate for two weeks after a, a two twenty seven debut. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I just want to. I, I guess I just want to touch as well on the the mental aspect and and some of the the um, I guess the marathon mentality, which is you know so different um, as we know to a to a half. Um, your your PB for a half is sixty nine forty six or forty nine, I think, from Maragami in twenty sixteen. Oh. 29 Oh, 29. Oh, geez, sorry, what the twenty <laughs> seconds there? Um, oh, I don't have world athletes in front of me. Sixty nine. We'll go sixty nine low. How about that? Um, so, like, you've obviously you've you've nailed a couple of halves. Uh, you you've won Gold Coast. Um, I think you've won countless Sydney mar- uh, half marathons as well. So you, you certainly um, are an accomplished road runner. But that mentality that comes with the marathon is that something that you feel like you've you sort of nailed in, in that twelve week block, and, and and also the the nutrition as well. Is is do you come into the marathon with confidence that you've sort of got the the, the armory to really you know, attack it in those later stages? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I think that I have everything that I need. I think I've done everything I can to bring out a really strong performance um, mentally and um, physically and nutrition-wise. I've been working with Jess Rothwell. She's been super helpful. She was obviously on the Olympic team with the, with the crew, helping the endurance athletes there, the, the race walkers and our marathon runners and um yeah, she's brought a lot of insight into and, and just various tips that um, I can bring into my game um, to make sure that I'm fueling properly. And obviously, 
marathon running is a lot different to um, you know five and ten k training in, in just in terms of the sheer mileage that you have to lay down to you know to knock out a good one so um, and then you know obviously in the actual event itself just working out how what's going to work for me um, working out you know what um, nutrition and what drinks make me you know fuel me best and make sure that I don't get a stomach upset and um, yeah just trialing all of those things and so she's been really helpful on that journey um, and yeah just I think just um, mentally just using using my workouts mainly on Friday Friday and the Sunday ones um, in particular to practice how I'm going to think and um, you know and just practice that real mindfulness of like acknowledging the thoughts that come in that inevitably do when you know when you're hurting um, and the the thoughts that uh, you know the try, the ones that try and keep you safe but aren't necessarily really helpful in that moment the oh <laughs> slow down or stop you know this is hurting so much you know but just acknowledging those and going yep you know there's those there's those thoughts again um same thoughts as that I've ever you know thought during my you know my whole running career and uh never pulled out of a race so it's like um yeah just dealing with all of those um yeah all of those normal really normal thoughts that come up when you start to hurt and just being mindful of them and going okay right, so this is what it's going to feel like and um yeah this is the way I'm going to think this is how I'm going to um you know either defer my thinking or um just embrace it embrace uh embrace everything about the marathon and embrace everything about uh, what comes up through the process of actually grinding away. It's, I, I feel like that's the wonderful thing that you, it doesn't matter whether you're running 227 in your Eloise Wellings or if you're running 527 and you're 65 years old, you, you're going through the same, <laughs> the, the, the same journey through the marathon. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful sport that we do. Totally. I don't think that there's, you know, that no one's immune to uh, like, the um the challenge the mental challenge in particular like the psychological battle that you fight um but i think i think in a lot of ways we don't necessarily even have to fight it because it's really draining <laughs> to fight it the whole time if you just like allow the thoughts to um you know just be curious about thoughts that come into your head and um acknowledge that they're there and you know I was talking to Sinead yesterday and um, I gave her a one-liner that Rory, my mental skills coach, gave me. He's like, you know, not every thought that you think is true. Like, you know, you don't have to believe every thought that you have um, because not every thought that you have is true. And, yeah, I really like that because um, it's just, I don't know, it's just helpful. <laughs> I'm going to be using that. You did a lot. <laughs> you did a lot of stuff when you're running, and especially when you're running for a long time. Um, and so I was like, "Yeah, okay, 
I like that. I'm going to take that and run with it. Fabulous. Is, is there, is there going to be an Eloise pacing group um, at London? Have you, have you found, have you found your crew? Um, so Michelle Finn is, uh, she's going to be, she's in our group. Um, I've actually not met her because she's since joined uh, when, um, when I was having Sunny. So um, I've not met her, um, but that will be fun to meet her because she's going to pace till I think at least halfway, hopefully. And then there's a couple of British girls, I think, that are wanting to run somewhere between 227 and 230. So I know that there'll be a couple of groups around that pace. Um, and yeah, hopefully, um, I think once I get into a rhythm, I'll be fine, even if I'm running on my own. Um, yeah, so it'd be good having Michelle though. Yeah, fabulous. And, and, and dare I mention the, the next marathon, whatever is in between um, <laughs> London and I guess, you know, that, that um, nomination window for, for, for Com Games, um, not entirely sure when it closes, maybe around that April, May sort of period. Um, is, is, is there um, one in the books, the, the, the next one for you at the moment? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't spoken to Nick about it, but um, I think, you know, I'd love to run a marathon in Japan. Um, I've paced, you know, a bunch of those marathons over the years um, for the Japanese women. And so I know the course, at least the first half, uh, the first 25K of both Osaka and Nagoya. Um, and if I've just had really good experiences, I love Japan. I love the people. Um, and yeah, I'd love to run one there if we can, you know, if, if travel allows and, um, yeah, I think that that would be really, really good. It's obviously on the same time zone as Australia. So it doesn't seem as, as big a deal to, to fly over to Japan, um, as it is to obviously go to Europe or the U S yeah, fabulous. Um, Eloise, it's, it's been a fabulous hour. Um, I, I think there's many, many people who are going to be rooting for your debut marathon. I'm certainly going to be one of them. I know the boys will be too. Um, I guess any, any parting words, thoughts that you, um, you, you might want to share and, and just, you know, um, some, some of the, the final thoughts you might have before the race starts? Um, no, I just thanks so much for your support and, uh, you know, had so much um, positive, you know, so much encouragement from people, especially on social media, so much excitement around it. People are more excited than I am. <laughs> um, probably not though, because um, I am very excited. Um, but yeah, like just super grateful, super grateful um, to my husband for being the releasing, empowering guy that he is to let me go and, you know, do my job and you know run and um you know allow me to to i guess chase my potential and yeah so super grateful for him and and for obviously all of our support that i mentioned at home and for my training partners rory and lj and um and those guys um yeah just shout out to those guys in, still in lockdown yeah, not not for long i reckon i think i think i think they mentioned a couple of weeks away from 70 and, and three weeks away from 80 so yeah we're not we're not far at all from being able to see one another and and all run together um so yeah the light at the end of the tunnel perfect timing for when you come back you can join the squad like nothing ever happened 
Yeah, I know. It's great. It'll be so good. Uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope the boys are, are happy with with uh, my questions. Um, thank you to Brady Trollful for um, uh, scribing most of them for me. Um, absolutely, go Eloise. Uh, we'll be we'll be supporting you and have just have fun. Have fun your first marathon. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I'm just going to go and enjoy it. <laughs> Don't take advice from me, please. <laughs> I guess I'm more qualified. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, thanks, always. James. Cheers. I was told as a young man, doesn't matter if you're white or black. Just show love to everyone you meet, doesn't matter if it don't come back. Oh, no, no.